Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. folks welcome back to another edition of john solomon reports my name is daniel payne i'm a reporter with just the news and i'm filling in here for john solomon again uh, it's good to be back here i'm always happy to come back on the show and i hope you're happy to, to hear my voice again if not uh you could uh you could write to john and tell him you don't have to do that you could just write to me and tell me but uh i do hope you're uh, you're happy to hear my voice as happy as i am to be here we uh, we got a great show lined up for you today we are speaking later to a congressman who has been instrumental uh, in getting much-needed funding to live music venues and other art spaces uh, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and all the economic devastation that's occurred uh, due to lockdowns and closures and fear of the pandemic. Um, that's a great conversation. We don't want you to miss it. Um, but before then, you know, I, I, the, the, the conversation we're going to have with, uh, with this congressman uh, from Texas, uh, you know, really, really underscores... Um, uh, potentially an underappreciated aspect, not just of the pandemic, but of, of kind of uh, economies in general. You know, I, I, uh, as we talk with him, we, we might not uh, often think of places like live music venues as small businesses, right? I mean, when we picture small businesses uh, in, in modern America, uh, you know, I might think of retail storefronts and, you know, clothing stores and, um, you know, certainly restaurants to a certain extent and other, other uh, sort of... Uh, storefront uh, establishments like that but you know places like live music and arts venues like that they are they are critical parts of the economy and they, they've certainly become even more so over the last few decades and and you can see that in in how often they have led the revival of so many downtowns that were blighted by uh, you know years of, of bad economies and fleeing retailers and and uh, you know those sort of circumstances that uh, very often, when a you know when a, a live stage venue or a music venue opens up uh, in a downtown area, you you can kind of see that as a, a potential heralding heralding of uh, an economic comeback. So uh, you know these are these are really uh, critical key parts of so much of the local and the national economy, arguably. Um, you know, because once a place like that opens up, what's likely to follow? Well, you know, probably some nice restaurants. Uh, and coffee shops are likely to follow diners, places that want to, you know, capture the the dollars of the folks who come downtown to uh, to see a venue, uh, or come to you know any area, not just downtown. Um, and you know, a, a whole host of economic development uh, all invariably follows a, a thriving uh, food or cafe scene. So, you know, 
what it really underscores is that, you know, and, and something that I think we've learned, uh, unfortunately, uh, with, with too much firsthand experience over the past year is that if you take away one, one sort of aspect of, of an economic machine, of, of, of a piece of the economic puzzle, uh, you know, so much of it is, is apt to fall by the wayside. You know, if you, if you, if you have restaurants that are closing, uh, as so many, you know, cities and, and small towns have, have seen over the past year, that's going to take away a large amount of the foot traffic that drives uh, so much of, of, of the rest of, uh, you know, uh, economic activity. So the same is true with, with, Live music venues and art shows, you know, art galleries, that sort of thing. You're, you're, uh, when you have folks that just simply aren't turning out, that aren't showing up for, uh, for these types of things, then uh, all of the other uh, businesses and establishments that have built up around them are going to suffer as well. So you, our economy is such a, an interconnected and, and really kind of a, a inseparable thing. It's kind of inseparable from itself. You, you can't really... Uh, uh, take away one thing without causing a lot of disruption in other areas, and you know sometimes that's necessary with uh, with burgeoning new industries that might act as you know uh, disruptors and might uh, you know cause some uh, cause some disruption before something new and better emerges. But in other cases, it's been the case over the last year. Uh, we see that uh, you know. Uh, uh, fear of this virus and and also the policies that have followed it such as you know shutdowns and stay-at-home orders and you know even even less controversial things like capacity limits can can really have a ripple effect that uh, that can uh, cause so much more damage than might have been initially anticipated so you know when you see this this good work that um, that a lot of folks are doing and trying to secure this emergency funding um, you can really appreciate that uh, that there's uh, just so much work to be done uh, you know, in the in the near and in the the uh, uh, prolonged future, towards righting the ship of uh, of the economy that has been uh, that has been so disrupted in the past year. And you know, it has been encouraging uh, over the past month or so. Really, actually, over the past ten days uh, is 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 more accurate to see a lot of governors uh, uh, announcing rollbacks of of pretty uh, pretty strict COVID policies. Uh, that were put in place uh, almost exactly a year ago. It was about March uh, of 2020 when when everything really started to lock down in the country. And now we are seeing um, a lot of of major states announce uh, you know varying degrees of rollbacks to those policies. And I think the one thing that that's on everybody's mind. I mean, uh, again, when 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 we all talk about getting back to normal, um, you know what that means. I think for so many people is just being around other people in in these these spaces that we've just grown so accustomed to seeing so many people in. I mean, we're talking about restaurants, we're talking about, you know, just <laughs> sidewalks in in towns and and cities. Um these places that uh that we've just n- have long known to be, you know, uh crowded, uh, you know, really uh lively places. Uh people are looking forward to 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 seeing that come back. And I, I don't think it just has to do, of course, with, uh, with uh, the economic anxiety aspect of it. Of course, that's a big part. But obviously, it also has to do with the fact that we, we are, uh, you know, kind of very eager to, to become social, uh, social beings again, if you will. We've, uh, we've been for so long told to, to stay apart from each other and avoid each other. And, 
um, you know, uh, not not gather in the groups that uh, that we've been so used to forming. And so seeing these, uh, you know, seeing the rollback of these policies and what looks to be a potential, uh, uh, you know, sort of um, return to something resembling normalcy is a relief, uh, not just uh, because we're hopefully going to see uh, a greater, uh, you know, economic resurgence in the near future, but that uh, we are also, uh, I think, all very eager to to uh, uh, see each other again, if you will. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll all be able to do that in the near future at uh, restaurants and at, um, of course, live music venues, which we will be talking about later. We do thank you for, for tuning in today, and we uh, we're looking forward to this great conversation with uh, the Texas congressman coming up next. So please stay tuned, and I think you'll enjoy it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, folks, and we're back with John Solomon Reports. I'm your guest host, Daniel Payne, and as promised, we have a wonderful guest with us today. This is Congressman Roger Williams, who serves the 25th Congressional District of Texas. Congressman, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Daniel. It's my pleasure. So um, we were going to take a look at some uh, some really important uh, uh, initiatives that you've been championing on Capitol Hill, um, one of which is called uh, the Save Our Stages Act, which has been a, um, a portion of the recent uh, uh, COVID relief effort. And I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about uh, what's in that act and your efforts to get it passed. Well, it's... Uh... It's been it's it's been some really good work. Uh, it, it, the it's the save our stages. You know, the music venue industry was one of the first to close a year ago, and they're frankly one of the last to to reopen. Millions of people depend on this. I'm not. I don't profess to be a music expert, but I am a businessman, and this is a a a, a business that needs that needs help. And so we we uh, passed the Save Our Stages Act, bipartisan, mind you, at both uh, both sides out. Uh, supporting it. Uh, President Trump signed it into law about nine weeks ago. What it is, it's, it was fit. Our bill was a $15 billion amount of money that the venues could apply for to begin to get themselves open again, put people to work, uh, hire, hire musicians. I mean, the music venue is a big part of our comeback in America. There's a lot of people around the country, especially in Texas, where I'm from, they're used to going to hear good music on Friday and Saturday night. So, uh, this was a good bill to get passed. Like I say, it's bipartisan. One of the few things we've done here that both sides agreed to, and uh, so uh, it got out of the House. It came over from the the uh, the, the, the Senate, and uh, I'm having an issue right now with SBA. Uh, the SBA did a really good job, as I think most people would agree, on PPP. Got 500 billion dollars they handed out over a short period of time. Uh, we want 15 to 16 billion, and uh, they're not getting it out as quick as I think they should. We've had several conversations with them, and each day that goes by right now, we, do, we lose another business. So we're going to be on a call tomorrow to see how we can't motivate the SBA to get the regulations uh, drawn up. Uh, and then once they're approved, it'll be at least 30 days where the venues can start drawing on the money. 
and we're going to be losing even more venue, more venues. So I'm, I'm concerned about the I'm concerned about the time frame from the SBA, but we're going to motivate them to get it going and make this bill work so we put people back to work in our country. That's wonderful. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, over the past year, you know, we, there's been there's been so much focus on on the effect that uh, that you know the pandemic and the lockdowns and the closures have had on small businesses. Uh, and you know, I, I think maybe when a lot of people think of small businesses, they might think of retail or storefronts or that sort of thing. But you know, music venues, as you point out, are, are small businesses as well. They are they are uh, you know, and in many cases, uh, critical parts of. Uh, you know, renewed urban centers and downtown areas. So it's 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 uh, can be at times easy to forget uh, that this is another kind of critical aspect of our economy that uh, that uh, you know kind of is is foundering in some cases as much as everybody else. So what have you been hearing? Have, have you have you been speaking to 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 venue owners and uh, you know uh, uh, event runners? What well, what are they? How are they faring? What's uh what's uh what have you been hearing from those folks? Well, they're hurting, and we've been speaking for them. We ramped the bill out. We ramped it out at, in Austin, Texas, at a place called Broken Spoke, and then Billy Bob's, the largest honky-tonk in Fort Worth. Uh, we, we've gone to these venues, gone to these people, and uh, so we've, we've ramped that out with them very much involved. But now they're so excited, uh, they got an option to be able to – because, see, these people couldn't draw on PPP earlier, so they had to have this, this, this source to – to draw on. So they're ready to go. They're excited. Uh, they're beginning to put people back to work, but they're not going to be ready to go until they get them the actual money they need. They can, a person can, or a venue can drop, I think, to $2, two million, I believe. We'll check that out and make sure that's exactly right. But uh, so we're, we're, we're talking about a sizable amount of money uh, that they're ready to get going on. We hear from them a lot. When can I get started? When can I hire my group? When can I put these people to work? And that's the thing, like I said earlier, I'm not a music guy, but I'm a business guy. And there's surprisingly, people would be amazed at how many millions of people, their livelihood depends on this industry. And you look at it, you know, in my district, there's a broken spoke in Austin, Texas. There's Billy Bob's in Fort Worth and honky tonks, but also you're talking about Broadway uh, shows and Broadway theaters. So it's the big and the, and the little are going to benefit from this. That's great. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, like we were saying, it's a, uh, uh, it's just can can at times be, for, especially for folks who who may not go to uh, uh, music venues as regularly as as so many Americans do. Uh, it's 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 just a, a, a very critical part of the day to day lives of so many people and the economic health of uh, of the country. So it is a, uh, it's very good work to uh to to be ensuring that they're not going to be going under. Um, can you can you kind of um, uh, in your estimation, what do you think? In addition to this financial assistance, which of course uh, is is needed in so many cases after such a, a, a brutal economic year, what do you think are, are some other steps that uh, the federal government and state governments can be taking to 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 put uh, these businesses back on a paying basis? Because you know, I mean, we we, we still have uh, in so many states uh, so many sharp restrictions uh, saying who can gather where, what kind of events can be held. I mean, I, I, in, in your estimation, do you think it's time to, to, to really move aggressively to start uh, uh, rolling back those regulations? Or, or do you think, you know, that, that they need to be in place for a while longer? Of course, you know, ne neither of us are, are medical officials or epidemiologists, but, uh, you know, as, as a public official, what, what, what do you think the next steps are in that regard? Well, you're now remember, you're talking to a guy from Texas. Okay, so 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 here we go. Yes, sir. But but I'm a business guy. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert on. But I do know this: 
that it's time America gets back to normality. Right? That we've done a really good job, especially in Texas, of uh, you know social distancing, washing your hands, right. wearing your masks. We're starting to see numbers come down uh, where the vaccine has helped tremendously. Operation Warp Speed has been phenomenal. Right. Millions of people are getting vaccinated every day now. So I do think it's time uh, for uh, states to open up again, uh, let people begin to move around, shop, put businesses back in business, uh, get our lives back. Uh, and I think that some of the states that are not doing that are, are going to really fall behind. I know in Texas, uh, I'm glad Governor Abbott did what he did. And the thing about it is, you know, he left it up to the county county uh, uh, elected officials to decide what, what they want to go, kind of like a, a mini Tenth Amendment, let the states decide type thing. Right. So I think we've done it right. And of course, every day there's uh, we see more and more states opening up. Uh, and, you know, this is America. We've been through a lot in this in the history of this country. And uh, now it's time to uh, to get back to normal, put kids in schools. I mean, for heaven's sakes, we got to get our kids back in schools where they're learning and where they're going to the games and where they're in their band practice and socializing. I mean, all this has to do with making our society, taking our society back where we need to be. So I do think it's it's the right time to open up and let the states decide. Uh, and uh, uh, the vaccine has done wonders. Uh, so, and already I know in Texas, I see little hopping people step. Uh, you're starting to see the ballparks full on Saturdays now. You start to see people moving around. Uh, masks are optional. A lot of businesses, a lot of businesses do require it, but that's their decision. But I think we don't need the heavy hand of government telling us what to do. People are not stupid. And uh, I think with the government stepping back, letting the people decide is the way to go. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I'm a, I'm a, a big barbecue fan myself, and uh, 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 the thought of uh, all of those wonderful Texas brisket places sitting empty for the past <laughs> year just broke my heart. So I, I'd like to see those well. stay open as well. Um, you know, one thing you mentioned, I want to kind of circle back um, you mentioned that the Save Our Sages Act was passed, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, unsurprisingly with, with bipartisan support. Uh, can you tell our listeners, I mean, uh, is there much bipartisan sort of uh, uh, participation uh, in, in Congress over the last few months? Because, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, so much of the news and so much of what catches the eye of ordinary Americans is, you know, that this or that major bill was, was passed along party lines and, uh, you know, nobody from this or that party voted for or against it. Uh, you know, it, you can kind of get the sense that, uh, you know, maybe representatives and, and senators are, are just kind of at each other's throats all along. But are, are there any other signs of, of sort of, uh, you know, any moments of bipartisan unity or, or is it pretty, pretty few, kind of few and far between? It's few and far between. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to get any better. I mean, there's some things up here. Well, like this bill, I mean, uh, uh, was bipartisan, no problem. But, you know, we should be talking about infrastructure, for example. That should be bipartisan. Right. Uh, and right now, the problem is right now, everything is very partisan. Uh, you know, I mean, the Democrats are still looking back, trying to hurt Trump. Well, Trump's not president anymore. Uh, you know, we're debating, the, you know, the, the freedom of speech is being debated. Uh, today, we're debating gun control, gun registry, fining people if they have a gun. I mean, it's just a total attack on the Constitution and the way the way this country is was set up to run. So. There's not a lot of friendliness on the floor. I'll just tell you that. And then, you know, uh, Speaker Pelosi is allowing people now to vote by proxy. So a lot of people aren't even here. Right. And I, I don't think that's helpful. Uh, 
Uh, and so it's, it's uh, as a business person, it's not any way to run your business because we're not taking care of our customers and we're not giving them service. And when they look at what we're doing here, it's just a lot of argue, argumentation, a lot of fighting. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's not the best environment right now. And that's why I believe as a conservative, we need to really get take the house back in 2022 and begin to stop the tearing apart of our country uh, from the inside and give it back to the people. I mean, we're going to see taxes probably raised again. One of the reasons the economy has been so good is because we gave tax cuts. We gave money back to the people, back to small business owners and big business owners that, that grew and hired more people and created a situation where we had more jobs and people. Right. Whoever thought that would happen? But now we're talking tax increases. We're talking about regulations. Uh, we're talking about guarantees. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. And small bit, I can tell you as a small business owner for 50 years that still owns my business that employs hundreds of people, I mean, you put regulations on me and my banker and I, I back up and all of a sudden people start losing jobs and people don't build and we don't get aggressive and we slow the economy down. That's what I'm fearful of. Well, you certainly hope one way or the other that uh, that uh, moments like the Save Our Stages Act with, uh, with that amount of uh, bipartisan cooperation can be uh, more common to the benefit of the country uh, in the months ahead. Congressman, thank you so much for being on with us, and we uh, we hope to see more good stuff coming out of Washington, and we hope to have you back again soon. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Take care. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health 
I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money-back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order, plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. All right, folks, that was our show for today. We thank you so much for coming. We were glad to have Congressman Williams from the 25th District of Texas on here. He's doing great work up on Capitol Hill and uh, as we said, we hope to see more uh, moments of bipartisan unity and effort on Capitol Hill in the near, near future. Uh, and as always, we invite you to check out Just the News at justthenews.com. Uh, we got great content for you up there every day. We have uh, an excellent daily news feed for you, and we have a, a great stable of uh, very talented investigative reporters doing some, uh, some very uh, immersive investigative work up there. I'm not saying that I'm one of those very talented reporters. Uh, I'm not not saying it either. You'll just have to check us out and find out for yourself. So please check us out over there. And thanks for coming by to John Solomon Reports, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.